On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I give you the usual catch up, which happens when I disappear for a few weeks. And I speak about why if you have big ambitions for this year, you need to spend the next 150 days between now and the end of the year doing something about them. what is going on welcome to this episode number 169 of life and lessons i'm sean spooner and if you're new here here's what you need to know this podcast is a place where i share the lessons i wish i knew sooner think of this as me learning out loud sometimes on my own and sometimes joined by the most interesting people i know the only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play you're going to learn something new. Now, let's brush past the apologies very quickly. Sorry, it has been a while. I'm back. Hi, hope you're well. We won't do that every week. Every time I'm back, I'm not going to apologize. However, I do have some news with the content, which I'll speak about a little bit more later on. But essentially, there's like 150 days left of this year. And I'm just doubling down. I'm just going to try my best to, to be as consistent as possible with this podcast and YouTube and videos and guest episodes and everything, because the end of this year is fast approaching. And I just think that if ever there was a time to double down for a bunch of reasons, now is that time. I'll speak about that a bit later on, but let's let's park the apologies. Let's park the elephant in the room that I speak of all the time, that this has been really inconsistent. We're back. We're together. We're catching up. Hope you're well. What have I been up to over the past, what has it been? Three weeks since there was last an episode like this. I've missed two episodes, which means it's been three weeks. Yeah. So it's <laughs> been busy. I've been up to a lot. Um... I think the last thing I spoke about on the last episode of the podcast was that I was attempting to run every day for 30 days as a result of the conversation I had with Nick Butter. Now I got 15 days into that and all manner of minor injuries stopped me from continuing. So for a bit of context, if you don't remember or you weren't here for the last episode, I was attempting to do some sort of run every day for 30 days in a row, not to cover any particular distance or run at any particular speed, but rather just to get into the habit, particularly when it's been raining all month like it was last month and cold outside and a bit miserable of just putting my trainers on and going out there so that when it comes to days when I do need to run, when I should actually be running in the future, that kind of inertia of not wanting to go and do it has been battered out of me by the sheer consistency of going for so long. And it was going okay. Last time we spoke, I think, I think it was day six, day seven, day eight. I don't remember. I was off to Cardiff Bay, wasn't I? It was a few days into it. And I think on that run in Cardiff Bay that night, just after I'd finished recording, the most recent episode of the podcast, I was kind of feeling the, <laughs> the six or seven or whatever it was days worth of running in my legs in as much as not having the recovery time to, well, recover <laughs> for six or seven days in a row. I was beginning to feel it, but I'd learned a lot about recovery, I guess, and stretches and kind of removing pain from my legs in an optimal way during that period. And so at that point it was, it was kind of okay. But then probably on day, I don't know, day nine, day 10, my shin started to feel a bit sore and I was really worried that that was going to be the beginning of shin splints. So I think what I probably did, to be honest with you, is overcorrect my running form, i.e. run really poorly to 
remove the weight from my shin, which then kind of traveled up the leg. And a few days later, it was my hip that felt a bit loose. And then on the last two days of attempting to run on day 14, I ran 11K. And for that entire run, actually, I felt fine. I found a really, really nice route on the outskirts of Corby, kind of around a really flat brand new housing estate and then around like a industrial estate loop. It's like a 5k loop. I did that two and a bit times. It was a really good run. And then the second I stopped running, like the second I stopped running, I still remember it. I stopped at a road sign when my Apple watch said 11k. My knee just seized up to the point where stretching it outwards, i.e. extending my leg out, was so painful, like unbelievably painful. When it took me probably 45 minutes to do the 500 meter walk back to the car. Like it was crazy. I had to sit on a bench. I had to try and stretch it out. I was making all sorts of noises outside of these people's houses whilst I was trying to just make my knee work. But I'd parked at a Sainsbury's. So I went in there and I bought some Voltarol, which is magical. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that my realization recently, the Voltarol is magical, is the most adult thing I've ever done. Put that on, hoped for the best. But then all that night I was like, struggling to sleep and could feel my knee like it was really really sore really inflamed and so I left it as late in the day as I could the following day to attempt day 15 and I forget the exact stats from my Apple watch I think I ran for like 600 meters maybe far less than a kilometer and I just had to stop like I I couldn't run. I don't know how else to word it. There's no fancy articulate way of putting this. I just couldn't run. Like it wasn't working. My knee was so inflamed and so unrecovered that putting any weight through it, let alone putting weight through it, bouncing up and down, running down a cobbly high street just wasn't going to happen. And so I gave up, but you know what? I'm glad I did it. I'm glad that I got 15 days in. It definitely taught me a lot about recovery. Um, I think it's actually damaged my progress in some ways. Um, Like my pace has slowed down as a standard since doing that 15 day stint because my pace was slower throughout that period to try and counter the effects of running every day. I kind of slowed it down. So I need to perhaps go along to a couple of park runs over the next few weeks and just work on that 5k pace. Um, Not that I'm trying to run the half marathon in October at any particular time. It would be great to get under two hours, sure. But I just feel like my pace is, is really a bit slow right now. So I'm going to gonna go and do that and see what happens. I uh, did my first run back last night. It was okay. Nine days out, trying to avoid an injury to then go again. It's just, it's always difficult that first run, but I'm going to go again tonight. I'm following a plan now. There is just under nine weeks until the Cardiff half marathon. So I'm finally, finally back to following a training plan, which is quite intense, actually more intense than I thought it would be. It is uh, hold on, let me do some maths on my keyboard because I'm not good at maths. 45 training runs between now and the 1st of October is what I need to fit in, which is a lot. So we'll see how that goes. But tonight it tells me I need to run 6K. And so after I finish recording this, I'm going to put my shorts on and go and run 6K and just follow what it says and see what happens. Uh, what else have I been up to? I was in Manchester for a few days last week for a meeting in Stockport with a potential new client. Really good meeting, really great people, exciting project. It'd be amazing if it comes off. We probably won't know for sure for another three to four weeks, but nonetheless, good to be in Manchester. 
I've been in Manchester quite a lot since COVID, weirdly. I'd never been there before. And now I spend maybe like two weeks a year there by standard. So that was nice. Uh, went to see Kean De Crow again. It's the fourth time I've seen him in like six months. Just because like he's touring so much at the moment, promoting his album. Before that, he was doing his main tour and he supported Ed Sheeran. So I've just seen him a lot recently. And it's good vibes and it's cheap because album promo stuff is always cheap. So that's good. Um, I think that's it. Like nothing else super exciting has happened, really. I've just been in the office working a lot. And the reason for that actually connects conveniently, unintentionally, but conveniently to what I want to speak about this week, which is the idea that there's about 150 days left of this year. I haven't done the maths of how many days are left of this year by the time this episode comes out, but it's about 150. It may actually be exactly 150 the day this comes out. I'm not sure. That's not a lot of time. It's crazy to me at least i'm not sure about you just how quickly this year has gone like i have lots of uh, i guess strong memories of december last year for a bunch of different reasons right getting the dog milo going to see fred again and the kind of emotional release after a crazy year um of of being there and listening live to the soundtrack that had soundtracked that strange year to being in Dublin and, you know, sitting down and planning this year and all of these things that happened in December was seven months ago. Like that is really, really difficult to comprehend. I, I do not know where this year has gone. It felt like it was going quite slowly until maybe March. And then it feels like since March, we have just absolutely flown through the year. And so it's kind of concerning in a way that there's only 150 days left. And that realization has kind of sharpened my focus on a bunch of things. It's made me want to for the remainder of this year, not least because I still have no plans, not really. I'm not going on holiday anywhere. I'm not going on any trips. There's no huge like launches in the business or anything. It's just a kind of steady path towards the end of the year. And these 150 days are going to go incredibly, incredibly quickly, like the past 200 or so have. I just want to be a bit more focused. I just want to be a bit more intentional because if I have a single reflection of this year so far, although actually I have no complaints, it has been a good year and I've been good at all of the things I wanted to be good at. I don't necessarily think I've been good enough and I don't think I'm being super harsh or critical towards myself when I say that. I just zoom out and I'm like, actually, objectively, if I look at all of the measures that I wanted to be progressing in this year, I have been just not quickly enough. And then if I look for the kind of reasons why this year hasn't so far been as kind of progressive as I hoped it would be, there aren't really any. It's more just a, I don't know the word. I've been quite lax because this year has been quite lax. There have been challenges, there have been difficulties, there have been ambitions, all of the usual things, but actually it's been a fairly chilled year touch wood so far nothing has gone dramatically wrong but also there haven't been any like i say any big launches any huge amazing days in the business that are super stand out it has just been a very uneventful a very kind of low level boring year and it's kind of easy to get lost in that when you know that the next nine weeks the next 14 weeks are kind of laid out in front of you and they're going to be fairly consistent it's easy for a slight bit of complacency to creep in and they end up being consistent yes but consistently not amazing right when there's no huge kind of 
forks in the road to show you that you need to act now. You need to do something now. You're not progressing far enough. It's easy to just kind of let the year pass you by. And like I said, I don't, I don't think I'm being overly critical here. I just think I can do a bit more. And so the, the final 150 days of this year, I'm just going to try and make them about that, right? Just trying, trying a bit harder. And that means a few things, right? That means putting that bit more effort into the business. And I feel like I've been doing that over the past few weeks. Um, for example, me and Richard sat there in Manchester on the, the couple of evenings when we were there around that pitch. And we just kept our laptops open for a few hours later than we probably would be. And we kept working and good work was done then. This Sunday just gone, I jumped on my laptop for a few hours in the office to sort out some admin bits and got a huge amount done. And I felt better because of it. So just that kind of thing, right? It's not necessarily adding anything new into the mix because all of the things that need to be taken care of are being taken care of this year. Like there is a good consistency and a good forward momentum within the business. However, just trying a bit harder because why not? Like the time's going to pass anyway and I've got nothing planned. It means things like trying to keep focusing on my health with eating good foods. I had this little setup when I'm following it, which is mainly in weeks when I'm home for the whole week or in the office for the full week, which is a very consistent breakfast, very consistent kind of snacks, high protein things, very consistent lunch. By the way, when I say very consistent, I mean literally the identical thing every single day for weeks on end. Um, and then like trying to make better choices with dinners. Like I haven't had any real fast food in like 40 days now, no McDonald's, KFC, Burger any of that kind of shit. So just trying to continue that a little bit more, a little bit better. Same with going to the gym. I've been really quite consistent and quite good with waking up and getting to the gym over the past few weeks, just trying a bit harder with that, just being a bit more careful of allowing myself to come up with excuses at 6.40am when I'm like, nope, gonna sleep through my alarm today and not go, just trying a bit more. With running, right? 45 runs until the Cardiff Half Marathon, then the Cardiff Half Marathon, but then crucially, still October, November and December, three whole months left of the year after the Half Marathon where I want to carry on making progress with running so that I can go on to tackle bigger, more ambitious running-related challenges next year. It means doubling down on content. And this is what I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, where I'm just going to try a bit harder, right? It is no secret. And don't worry, this won't turn into another one of my long-winded apologies, but it's no secret that the podcast has been incredibly inconsistent this year, that frankly, the growth hasn't been what it could have been because I got busy and then I got complacent and then I got distracted and then no episodes happened, right? There have been hardly any guest episodes recorded this year. There were a bunch at the beginning of the year which were recorded towards the end of last year. But how many were recorded this year? Maybe like four, maybe? I don't even know. Not a lot. Really not a lot. So it means being consistent with the podcast, sure. But it means trying to be more intentional with the platforms I'm choosing to focus on. If you follow me on Instagram, you would have noticed by now that I'm making a far more conscious effort to produce stories and reels there every single day. It means finding proper time, which I know I can stick to in my calendar to bang out YouTube videos. I think the last couple of YouTube videos I released maybe two months ago where it's far less produced. It's not like a listicle. It's just I sit down and I speak for 10 to 15 minutes about a topic that I find interesting in a format which is suitable for YouTube. I think that that's going to be the direction for the rest of the year. One of those two videos from a couple of months ago did some really encouraging growth. I mean, it was 500 views and 30 subscribers, so it's not huge, but compound that twice a week 
over 52 weeks, one of them's going to bang, right? I just need to make them. <laughs> Zero of the videos in my head are going to do well, right? None of the videos that remain unpublished, that remain unrecorded, are going to grow the channel, are going to move me closer towards the goals that this content is all about. Whereas if I just remain consistent, if I just find the time to do it, because the time is there, I just haven't been using it, I think that'll be a really good use of the next 150 or so days. And then working on the goals that I set in Dublin, like some of them I've ticked off and it's good, but some of them are an incredibly long way away. And as is always the case, and as will always be the case, there will be some which I won't hit. Sure, there will be some which no longer interest me or are no longer relevant because a year in some ways is an incredibly long period of time. But there are also some that I look at on that list and I'm like, shit, I really want to get that done. And when I'm in Dublin in a few months or wherever I go, I might go to Rome or I don't know, I might go to Krakow actually. Nice and cheap there. Love Krakow. That's an open feedback loop. I'll let you know what I decide in a few weeks time. But wherever I go, Rome, Krakow, Dublin, my bedroom, wherever it ends up being when I review the year, when I'm in that period and that situation there, it will be too late to do anything about it. Whereas I look at some of the more ambitious goals on that list that I made in Dublin now. And although it's going to be a stretch and it's going to require lots of focus and lots of attention because essentially I'm trying to achieve some of my year-long goals in the space of about a third of a year. It's doable. It's definitely achievable at this point. And if I don't actually hit them, it's going to lay some really good groundworks for next year. And then also trying to progress on the book. The book is a project that I think it will be the, the defining piece of work of my 20s when it's released. I genuinely, I am so kind of positive and ambitious and believing in this book. That wasn't English, but you know what I mean? Like I believe in the concept of the book hugely and <laughs> some good progress was made towards the end of last year. And then I just kind of stopped. I don't really know what happened. I feel like I, I started it in that difficult kind of <laughs> post-situationship period where I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to do loads of things. Rah. And then that kind of carried me for a few weeks, but then it was December and then it was January and then there were new goals. And because my goal was I need to finish a full draft by the end of the year, I was like, shit, that's, that's ages away. I don't need to do anything yet. I've got the whole year to finish it. And suddenly it's August and it's not, it's not looking good. Um, so trying to finish that full draft, I think that's really achievable. I have finished the introduction. I finished that last year. And earlier this week, last week, I sat down for a few hours and I finalized a full draft of the first chapter. It's not going to be chronologically the first chapter. It's just the first chapter I happened to begin writing. And I think it's good. It's not perfect. There will be lots of editing work to do further down the line, sure. But I think it's a good chapter. And I shared it with a group of five people from Instagram. I put on my story if anybody wanted to read it about 3,000 words, please let me know and I'll send it over and la 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 and I did. And the feedback's been really good. Firstly, the feedback has been overwhelmingly positive, but I trust the people who have read it enough to believe that they're giving me positive feedback because they feel positively towards it rather than people who are just saying, yeah, it's great. Well done. Do you know what I mean? Like it's real positive feedback. And as kind of, <laughs> as much as I shy away from being too positive about things, about focusing on just the good, I believe these people. So I do think that it's good. But also there was some really useful critical feedback. There were some pointers and some ideas and some really constructive criticism, which will make this chapter and all of the chapters and the book better. So I really, really want 
a full draft of this book done by the end of the year. And that will probably mean, if I'm honest, carving out like a week of my time around Christmas when things are quiet to just disappear somewhere and write it. But it's going to be good and I'm excited. And that's another thing. And by the way, little side note, <laughs> this this doesn't exist yet, so I don't know what this will look like, but I want to create like, uh, you know, there's book clubs, right? Where people meet up and they talk on the internet about particular books. Rather than a book club, I want to create a help me write my book club because the people who listen to this podcast who interact with me on the internet, whether or not we know each other in real life, whether or not we've spoken I trust them. I trust you, right? The fact that, that you're here, that you listen to this means that in some way our interests align, right? We've, we've crossed paths either digitally or in the real world in some way. And particularly if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, but this isn't a necessity, you know quite a lot about me. And this book, without giving away too much, it's not really about me per se. Like it's not an autobiography in any way. Um, but it's, how do I word this without giving away what it is? If you've listened to this podcast for a while, the concept of the book will make a lot of sense to you when you learn what it is. And so the people who consume this content are really, really well positioned to offer feedback on the book. So I want to create a little club and I don't know what it will look like. It might be like a Telegram channel or a uh, like a broadcast group on WhatsApp or Instagram. I don't know where there's going to be a, or even just an email list, right? There'll be 10 people, 20 people on the email list. And each time I finish a chapter or want some feedback or need to find new anecdotes for uh, a concept or new pieces of research that I'm not aware of, I just fire out to the group and the group will do what they can to help because you're always incredibly helpful. And together we will write the book. I'm not, I'm not sure you'll all be named as authors on the front, but you know what I mean? Like it's nice to have feedback from people that you trust. And if you're here in some weird implicit way, I trust you. And so I'm going to create a help me write my book club club at some point. And I'll let you know what that looks like when that is created. And I think that's it. Like I, I can't tell you what to do with your year because I don't know what kind of year you're having, but I suggested quite early on this year that this was going to be a fairly uneventful year. And actually it's turned out in some ways even less eventful than I expected. I fully expected to kind of sneak a festival in here or there, like I was going to go to Park Life last minute or a trip abroad or I don't know, like a just a thing, just anything that was like a big thing in the year. I don't think that's happening. And then even silly things like the fact that July was so miserable and rainy and wet, like I haven't really done anything this year. And so for the next 150 days, I may as well just finish what I've started, right? I may as well just push through this, this uneventful but useful year. And I can't tell you to do the same because like I say, I don't know what kind of year you're having. You may be having an incredible year, right? You might be getting married this summer. You may have met a new partner. You may be launching that business and have to work every single hour. You may be taking a year off. I don't know, right? I, I have no idea what your year is like, but if you sense that your year has been fairly underwhelming and you look forward to next year with kind of ambition and optimism, but you're not quite sure what to do between now and then, I would at least lightly recommend that you try doing the same as what I'm doing. Just Spend the last few days of this year, 150 days, it is going to absolutely fly by, right? August, September, October, November, and a bit of December, really, before we all clock out. Going to go quickly. 
and you're going to be at the end of the year soon and you're going to be looking at either the actual list of goals you wrote down or just thinking about the year more generally and questioning whether you did well and what you do in the next 150 days will answer that question nothing else will right unless you've had a really good year so far of course (laughs) caveats but generally what i'm saying is the next 150 days can and will shape your year and so if you want to do something about it if this is that year for you just go do it and i think that's it what else is new lots of new music there's a new Friday again single coming soon which i'm very excited about uh new Stormzy album must be coming soon because he's released three singles over the past few weeks there's a new ed sheeran album coming second third ed sheeran album in the space of like two years called Autumn, and I believe it's the original Subtract, which will mean nothing to you if you're not an Ed Sheeran fan, but a third album, nonetheless. Uh, new Key and Crow album next week, lots, lots of music coming, which is exciting. I like music, you know this. Uh, I've got a couple of events planned in for speaking for Patter, They're happening towards the end of the year. Uh, the confirmed one is in Bristol. There should be a couple of other locations, so if you're local, I'll tell you about it closer to the time. Come along, hear me speak about marketing. It won't be like this podcast. It'll be like I'll have my metaphorical patter hat on. Maybe a real patter hat. I'd love those caps. That'll happen. I'll tell you about it. And I think that's it. I'm going to go on a run in a second. I, I may be going on a run with somebody completely random from, from, from Florida. That's a tongue twister in a moment, who I met on a train who flies back to Florida tomorrow. It's a very long story. If it happens, um, I need to check my phone in a moment when I finish recording to see if it is happening. I'll let you know the story next week. So it's a random one and it's a funny story and you'll like it. If not, I won't because there won't be a story there. But I think that's everything. Um, there will be an episode next week, I promise you. Not that you necessarily care, but I promise myself based on this new push towards making this content work before the end of the year there will be an episode next week i was said next year there (laughs) i'm scaling down those ambitions there will be an episode next year that sounds more feasible doesn't it there will be an episode next week the nick butter conversation will also be out shortly annoyingly i had a second camera recording there and i lost that footage which is what the delay has been i can't recover it however the nick butter episode will be out soon there will be an episode next week there'll be lots more content on YouTube and on Instagram and everywhere and I'm excited and there'll be the book club so get involved with that when I tell you about it if you'd like to I think that's everything thank you as always for listening I hope you have a good week and I'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 170 of Life and Lessons see you then Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.